0: Like I said before, I'll say it again, it it nothing beats cooking in your own home. It really does. I my wife and I we we miss you guys and every time it's a privilege, pastors asked me if they wanted if they asked me to minister this morning. I said, Absolutely. I I, I, I my itinerary is wide open for, for Faith World Hemet because you guys you guys are not only receivers, but man, y'all are greedy people. You guys just pull. You pull. And it is so true. Well, Pastor Jeremy says, this, is, this place is so easy, so easy to flow with. If there's a person from Bible school that comes here and preaches and doesn't, and they feel like, well, I didn't, I don't think they received, oh, there was something wrong with that fool. Because y'all pull. And keep pulling, amen. Keep pulling from the anointing. Keep pulling from the feet of Jesus. Keep pulling from him. Because that's the very, he's the very answer that you need. And so I encourage you guys to continue to keep hearing the Word of God, hearing the Word of faith that's preached from our pastors. And um, also want to make mention about our, um, our All Call tour happening in May. We, we are so excited about this because we have not done this ever. And that's why we're so excited about it. Because God is doing a work in Hemet and in San Jacinto. And I'm telling you right now, like never before this generation must hear the gospel. like never before, when you hit this generation, you hit every home. and we're believing God for numerous amounts of people. We're finding di- we're doing different outlets, different revenues to go and reach out this valley. We're not just reaching Diamond Valley. We're reaching every school in Hemet Unified School District. every middle school, every high school. One t- and just so you may know, a typical middle school runs anywhere between 1,100 kids. Right, right, right. And so you kind of do the math, it's, it's going to be huge. Huge. Why are, you so, why are you guys here at Faith World so embedded with souls? Well, the Bible says he who wins souls is wise. So I ain't going to be stupid. I'm a wise man. You ought to be wise people. That we're here for souls. We're here for people. And if you don't have a love for people, you probably aren't saved, or you haven't gotten a revelation like what Brother Marquise was seeing, that how much God loves you. Because when you realize how much God loves you, that love is in you. It's it, it shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost, and it's supposed to ooze out of you to love others. The good, the bad, the ugly, the smelly, the, the ones that never shaved, the ones that just smell, they stink. I want those people. I do. I'm, I, I don't want a bunch of little sedidity people all nice and polished like GQ on a magazine. No, no, I want, give me, give me the people in the streets. And it starts with our kids. Our kids need to hear this because like our pastor has been on us like, 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 just literally. Just been on us just telling us, you know what, there's no standard in this society. There's no standard in this country. There's no standard in this state, in this county. But we do have a standard. And it's the uncompromising word of God, it's the uncompromising gospel of Jesus Christ. It's not watered down. It's not genetically modified. It's not decaf, it's not diet, it's raw, it's real, because that's who He is. And so we we are going, just keep on the lookout in the information desk, we will be having a sign-up sheet with different departments for this event. Ask the Lord where he wants you to be used. Because when you sign up and when someone in the church will contact you and be ready to work. Not just be a spectator, but a participator. Rolling up your sleeves and getting to work, getting your hands on the plow and fish for men. Because Jesus is coming very soon. I said Jesus is coming very soon. And we have a mandate. You have a mandate. We all have a mandate. It's not the preacher behind the pulpit. We all have a mandate from heaven to preach this gospel. And God is counting on you. In fact, God believes in you. I said God believes that you can do it. He believes you can preach this gospel. He's a faith God. He believes that you can do it. In the midst of all of your flaws, all of your capabilities, all the things that you can or cannot do, God still believes you can do it. You can reach this generation till I come. You can do it. Just keep eternity in front of you all the days of your life. And I promise you, there will be a day that there a trumpet will sound. There will be a day where we will all be caught up together. There will be a day when these, when this when this corruption will now bear this incorruptible body itself. And no longer will we suffer. No longer will we cry. No longer will we have any pain or anything in our physical body. But we will be present with the Lord. Oh, what a glorious day that will be. But right now, say now. We have a job to do. We have a mandate to do. We are, the four, we are the front runners of this gospel, and we're hitting it hard. And so I encourage you to, to prayerfully uh, consider what you want, where the Lord wants you to go when it comes to this event. And also we have our evangelistic workshop. Uh, what is it, tomorrow? It is next Monday. The, it's the last Monday of every month, and so we will be having it here. Um, and so we encourage you guys to come and attend for that. Amen. Enough talk, let's, let's get into the word. Let's make the devil mad. Amen. I want you to turn your Bibles with me. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Worship was amazing this morning. I felt like I took a good bath with some Epsom salts. I'm loose, ready to go. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse uh, 2 through 5 and I'm going to read this in the Amplified Classic. The Bible says Paul writes to the church of Corinth for I resolved to know nothing to be acquainted with nothing to make a display of the knowledge of nothing. And to be conscious of nothing among you except Jesus Christ, the Messiah, and Him crucified. You go down, the next verse says, And my language and my message were not set forth in persuasive, enticing, plausible words of wisdom, but they were in demonstration of the Holy Spirit and power, a proof by the Spirit... And power of God operating on me and stirring in the minds of my hearers the most holy emotions and thus persuading them so that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, human philosophy, but in in my faith, that your faith, my faith, the church's faith, may rest in the power of God. Paul wrote to the Corinthian church during this time. And at this time, the Corinthian church was by far the most powerful, powerful city of commerce. They were very popular in trade. But yet they were very popular in their idolatry as well. They were were the most popular city in Greece. Greece. And so you have a a city that's very popular in trade, kind of like America. Very popular, very wealthy, very strong. But yet they were full of idolatry. And so wisdom, the wisdom of man was very attractive in this city. And Paul came and he wrote this letter saying, yo, I didn't come with enticing words of man's wisdom. I didn't come with persuasive words. I didn't come with plausible words, words that will that will lure you into my philosophy. But I didn't come to just give you a chat. I've come to demonstrate. I've come to demonstrate and I love how he said in the amplified, I've come to prove out what I preach. Prove out what I teach. Prove out what I say. It's more than just talk. Talk is cheap. I'm not here to talk to you with just mere words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. So that your faith may not rest in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. And Paul was telling the church of Corinth that this is the only thing I want to know about you. I don't want to know anything about you but this. Jesus Christ and him crucified. I don't want to know anything about you. I don't want to know where you came from, what hood you came from, what what street you grew up in. No, no, no. The only thing I want to know is Jesus Christ and him crucified for you, for me, for this world. And those that received Jesus, you are now in Christ. That's all I care for. And especially today in 2021, there has been so much going on from this year to last year, since the beginning, or since March of 2020. There's just been a lot, of, a lot of crazy stuff going. And I've come to the realization that the church has finally woken up and seen this, this truth. And it's this. We need to go back to the basics. And the basics is Jesus. There's been a lot of filters in this world that, they're not filters, but there's been a lot of people a lot of things a lot of a lot of attention grabbers attention seekers that they're no longer here anymore they're no longer in the church The lights, the fog machines, you know, I'm for that. That's okay. But people have worshiped those things to say we're having church. And we don't have those things. We don't have church. Well, where are those people? They're gone. They're in a cave. They're scared. They're a bunch of sissies. They're not. They they weren't even like what Pastor Lisa said a couple of weeks ago. They don't know how to endure. But you're here. You are here. And Paul is saying, I, we're not here to compete anymore about who's the best orator, who's the best preacher, who knows the scripture so much than that person. or I know this much and you know this much. Look at how well I dress. Look how well you dress. Look how much I know. Look how much you know. No, no, it's none of that. It's just Jesus and him crucified and what he has done. And the world needs to know that, but the world cannot know that without demonstration of it. And we are coming to the time today in this world that as believers, believing ones, signs will follow them that believe, not just Christians. There's a lot of Christians today on Sunday that they're not in church. There's a lot of Christians today, on a Sunday, that they were once in these black chairs. But they're no longer in these black chairs. Why? Because they have been lured with enticing words of man's wisdom, man's philosophies, man's ideas, man's science, man's agenda. And when you lure yourself into those things, you have robbed yourself from something so cheap, so corrupt, so wrong. That is why it's so important as a believer to stay planted in the house of the Lord. For those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish. They will flourish. They will flourish like a palm tree. They shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flies by day. You're planted. Your roots are embedded into the, into the foundation of Christ that when you hear something It doesn't move you because you know where your standard comes from. It doesn't come from philosophies. It doesn't come from man's viewpoints. It doesn't come from man's truths. It comes from the truth of the living word of God, the word of God that has not changed. It is still the same yesterday, today, and forever, the same word that God spoke in the beginning. It can still speak today in 2021 in the midst of a pandemic. I'm here to tell you something right now that the word of God has not changed. But the problem with a lot of Christians today is that they are not in the church pews because they are embedded with another viewpoint versus what God views. Well, Brother Martin, it's a virus. It's so powerful. You think God can't? You think God's surprised by a stupid virus? What happened to someone by the name, by, by, what happened, to, uh, what happened to, these, to these generals of faith that we, that we actually looked up to? Right. Like one by the name of John G. Lake during the bubonic plague. And he said, put that sickness on my hand and watch the anointing burn it to smithereens. Where is the church? Oh, we're just so scared because of the virus. Jesus defeated the virus 2,000 years ago. And don't give me the wisdom card either. I'm tired of Christians. Christians. Not the world. The world world doesn't have nothing to lean on. That's why we need to preach the gospel. But Christians. This is who he wrote to. Christians. They're afraid to lay hands on the sick. They're afraid to go to hospitals. They're afraid to go to to retirement centers. They're afraid to catch a cold. But the reality is this. You have to see who you are because who you are is not who you really are. Who you are is you're in Christ. And Christ is not Jesus' last name. Christ is the anointed one in his anointing. And that anointing removes burdens, destroys yokes. That anointing will deplete sickness, deplete diseases. Amen. Amen. What, you think sicknesses or symptoms try to come on me? You better believe it. But it doesn't last long because this man knows who he is in Christ. You ought to know who you are in Christ. A pain comes in my body. Oh, no, you don't, homie. You ain't coming in this body. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. This is temporary. Oh, I better better go get me some medicine. I don't need medicine right now because the anointing is resting in me. It is the bomb of Gilead. It is Jesus himself who is here to heal. But I'm telling you, man, I'm just kind of fed up a little bit. Can I, can I just be real with y'all? I'm just a little fed up, a little just a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit. I'm not, I'm not going to sin. I could be angry even sin not. I'm just a little fed up because this is the thing. We've have, we, we have been so soaked by the preaching and the teaching of our pastors who have been preaching to us the word of faith, the uncompromising gospel, and we still got a bunch of knuckleheads that are not here no more. Because they've listened to plausible words, enticing words of man's wisdoms, man's ideas, man's philosophies. When, when you are rooted and grounded in God's word, no one can shake you. I got an amen from the kid over there. Out of the mouth of babes, man, I'm telling you. Look at that. So see, there's a speech in this world that is persuasive. It's enticing. It's plausible. James 3 talks about this wisdom of this world. It's, it's, it, it's fleshly. It's sensual. It's devilish. It's, it's, it's earthly. It's, it's, it's not of this world. Or it is of this world. Forgive me. It, it is of this world. And it will persuade people to believe something that goes against his holy word. You know why we call this the Holy Bible or why we call his scriptures holy? Because holy means it's set apart. It's other. It's not like the rest of the majority. Everyone's, everyone is wearing the black t-shirt out there, but this is the only one that has a white t-shirt. Or flip it around. I don't care what color. I just thought of those two right now. But whatever it may be. Everyone thinks down. This book thinks up. Everyone thinks poor, this book thinks rich. Everyone thinks sick, this book thinks healed. And this book wants to go into your heart so that you can think rich, healed, up, never down. Well, what scripture is that? He has made you to be the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath. Hmm. It's so true because that's the, this, is why, this is why you got to wake up. you got to ask yourself this question. Lord, give me eyes of eternity so I can see what my mission is, what my vision is here on this earth. Sure, I could put it on a vision wall or, or I could put it on a dream board. But I want this dream, I want this vision to become a reality. And the only way it's going to become a reality is when you step out and do it. Quit talking about it and just do it. How many of you have dreams? How many of you have visions? for A vision for your life or ministry? Okay, so see, Jesus can't come yet because those things have to come to pass. And so you have to step out and do that thing. But you can't be moved by the enticing words of this world. Because it's doing a pretty darn good job. bunch of people in this world, not Christian, I'm talking about the world, fearful, scared of what? They're scared to die. But if the church can rise up and tell them, you don't have to be afraid to die. Because to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Well, who's the Lord? Oh, let me tell you about him. I'm your greatest marketer, Jesus. Let me tell you about Jesus. Hallelujah. What if today was your last day here on this earth? Where will you spend eternity? What, what, do you, what, what are you talking about? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm here to tell you. That's a question every person in this world is going to have to answer. That's a question every person is going to have to confront one day. Where will you spend eternity? Do you know there, you, you know, there's a place after this earth? Oh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. And you got a bunch of knuckleheads that say that there, there's no such There's no such thing as a hell. Well, how do they know? You're still here. I've been doing this for quite some time, so I know what I'm talking about. You witness to someone about the gospel, and then they just look at you like as if there's no such thing as a heaven. There's There's no such thing as a hell. Prove it. Did you go? Did you die? Did you leave? But I know one that did. And he, didn't, he ain't dead anymore. Well, how can you prove that Jesus is alive? He's living in me. He's living in you. Let me share this scripture, this scripture we just read. And I'm going to read. You can put that slide up there, Brother uh, Todd. In verse 4, in the e- easy... Read version, the ERV says, my teaching and my speaking were not with wise words that persuade people, but the proof of my teaching was the power that the spirit gives. See, the world doesn't want to hear you just talk. The world doesn't want you just to talk about Jesus, that Jesus is the way, Jesus is the truth, Jesus is the life. Come on now, we are in 2021, we have a bunch of people, when they hear that stuff, they just go, who cares? But what they need to see is the fact that Jesus is the way. Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the life. And homie, let me show you how to demonstrate this real Jesus. What's in your body? Well, I'm dealing with some problems in my body. Well, the same Jesus I just preached to you. Let me lay hands on you and you will recover. My teaching and my speaking were not with wise words that persuade people. We have a lot of that going on around this world. We have a lot of people who's got the most eloquent speech. They have they're just so perfect in, in, in speech and in language. And they're just they could just they could just persuade you, kind of like a salesman. They know the gimmicks. They know how to make dumb people persuadable. We bought a house and the and the owner that lived in that house prior, she bought this. This water, this water generator softener, whatever you want to call it. She spent $8,000 on it. And she said, she said, Martin, let me tell you about this. I was fooled because the sales rep persuaded me to buy it because, you know, I was just a single mom. And they probably thought I could get, they could get a paycheck from me. And they persuaded me. And you know what? I'm here to tell you. You, whether you know it or not, you are a sales rep. But your product never fails. Your product is so real. But you got to be bold. And here's the big one. You have to be confident with your product. You have to be confident with this person called the Holy Ghost. You have to be confident to know when I lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. You can't be confident to lay hands on someone and say, well, I hope it works. You're not confident. But when you see someone that's lifeless, that has no life in their body, and you're confident to know that when I lay hands on them, the anointing of God, the anointing of the Holy Ghost, when I lay hands on that person, that person will recover. That person will be made well. That person will be made whole. That person will be not missing a thing, not lacking a thing. Because I know and I'm confident of what I have, because my teaching, my speaking, were not with words that persuade people, but the proof, that is the very thing the world wants. They don't want you to just to talk about Jesus alone, but they want you to, they're going to tell you, prove it. Yeah. Yeah. Prove to me that Jesus is alive. Prove to me that he's the risen Savior. Prove to me the Holy Ghost is real. Prove to me that there's miracles, signs, and wonders happening in the four walls of the church, out of the walls of the church. Prove to me. And we're not looking for a bunch of believers right now that are just like, oh, snap, they want me to prove, prove it. Oh, uh, Brother Marquis, tag your it. No, 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 no. The world needs you. Oh, Brother Martin, can you please pray for, you pray for that person. Oh, Pastor Jeremy, can you pray for this person? You pray for that person. Are you a believer? Because if you're not, we could get that fixed immediately. We could get you saved. Because see, my background before I came into before I came to faith world, my background was very, it was just a lot of religion. Grew up in the assemblies of God. It was always about the person behind this pulpit was the one that can only do the miraculous. And then if you're a believer, you got to go to the back room and, you know, you got to seclude yourself, you got to work your way up, all et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But what I believe, because that's what the word believes, is the moment they're saved, let's get them filled. Right there and then. We don't need a class. The Bible says that the moment they were saved, they were filled. So you might as well just get them filled. Then when you get them filled, sure, you disciple them, sure, you teach them, but now send them out. That's how the church of Acts multiplied. Because the world is looking for people to prove. To prove that what you're teaching, what you're speaking is legit. And it's only going to be done. It's only going to be done by the power that the Spirit gives. Your faith must only rest on the power of God. Cannot rest in this world's wisdom. Cannot rest in this world's society. Cannot rest in this world's culture. Because culture will change today, tomorrow, the next year, and the year after. But God's word never changes. God's word is still the same. God's word is still alive. God's word is unchangeable. And if God's word in the book of Acts, people were healed by just a simple shadow of a disciple. If the book of Acts mentioned of a church called Thessalonica, where it turned the world upside down. A church in a city, just a city, turned the world upside down. Then what do you think a bunch of people in a church of Hemet can do in Riverside County. We talk so much because I checked out from Facebook because we complain so much about the world, but we don't do anything about it. So why don't you step out of the boat of complaining and start walking on water to the water of changing and start changing because you have the very answer. It's Jesus and him crucified. That's all what the world needs. The world just needs to hear about Jesus. But then the world needs to see the demonstration of Jesus. I remember as a teenager, I was probably Cameron's age. I was a high schooler and I went to uh, manor care. This, uh, the retirement center. And there was this lady there. Her name was Betty on a wheelchair. And I was doing that on my own time. I didn't, I didn't need no one. I just wanted to experiment this. Wanted to prove this with people. And there was a lady there that, on the wheelchair and she's rolling up and she comes right in front of me and she started complaining about her physical body. And I say, well, sister, you know what, number one, you know, do you know the Lord? Do you know the Lord? Do you have the Lord in your heart? Oh, yes, I'm saved. I have Jesus as my Lord and Savior. You know, that's why you have to come to the workshops because people are smart. They'll say, oh, yeah, I go to church. That doesn't mean that they're saved. Because there's a lot of Christians today, they say, are you saved? Oh, yeah, I'm saved. And then that's it. Okay, well, God bless you. But dig deeper. Well, how do you know that you're saved? Well, I go to church. "Eh." Wrong answer. Brothers, Brother Scotty, are you saved? Sure am. How do you know? Filled with the spirit, saved, confessed above in front of people. Yeah. I confess that he's always... See, that's that's what I want to hear. Not someone that just said, well, "Well, yeah, I am." "Well, how do you know? Well, I go to church." That's not the answer. The answer has to be Jesus in my heart. Amen. And so she did say that, and so I'm like, okay. And then I'm like, well, what's wrong with your physical body? She said, oh, there's nothing wrong. I'm like, well, you're here. This is Manor Care Rehabilitation Center, so you are rehabbing from something. And she said, well, you know, I'm dealing with my joints. I'm dealing with my legs. I can't walk. I'm like, well, do you want to walk? So you got to prove this. Do you want to walk? Well, yeah, I would love to walk. Well, let's do it. Well, what if it doesn't work? What if it does? Quit seeing the the glass half empty. See it half full a little bit. Got the lady by the hand and I said, lady, when I lay my hands on you, the same Jesus that rose from the dead will quicken this body. So I got her by the hand. Give me your hand. Got her by the hand and I said, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command this body. Bones, and I command these legs to be normal and whole and healed, nothing missing, nothing lacking. Now you devil of hell, get your hands off of God's property. And did you know what happened after that? It's right after that, she was there and she was say, well, thank you, and got her little motor wheelchair and just took off. You know, as a teenager, you get pretty bummed because you're like, well, I didn't see it. You know you watch A, A. Allen, you watch Jack Cole, you watch, you know, you watch these old vintage films, man, we need to go back into that. My goodness, someone can walk into the church demon possessed. Some of y'all need huggies. Cuz you don't know what to do. It's the truth. But yeah, you paid $11 to watch in the movies and you're you're pretty chill because you're prepared for that. But someone coming here, holy smokes, this is real. Yeah, you better believe it's real because we're not just fleshly people. We're people of spirit. And this devil got to leave. Well, the next day I go back to that place and lo and behold, you see Sister Betty. But she ain't in no wheelchair no more. What are you doing? I'm discharging. Because you prayed for me. I said, oh, no, my sister. Jesus healed you. It has nothing to do with Martin. Has to do everything with Jesus. Jesus healed you, Betty. She said, I'm going to get me a sandwich. Well, girl, you go get yourself a sandwich. Go on and get yourself a sandwich. Celebrate that Jesus has healed you. And I'm telling you right now, we need to go back to those things. That's why in this world, I don't know if you know, but... The world's already searched everywhere to find an answer. Almost everything has been removed, especially in this generation, has been removed. There's no more sports. Though they try to bring sports, it's not the same. Though they, entertainment's a mess. When was the last time you went to the movies? Every outlet of entertainment or distraction has been depleted but one, and his name is Jesus. That's why as a church, we have to go back. To the basics of Jesus and Him crucified, because it is the gospel of Christ that produces the power of God unto salvation. Amen. Go with me to Romans chapter 15. Verse 19 says this. I'm in John. It's all right. Romans 15, verse 19 says this Through mighty signs and wonders, by the power of the Spirit of God, so that from Jerusalem and round about in Elycrea, I have fully preached the gospel of Christ. Notice that. Paul was saying, I preached the gospel of Christ, but it was through mighty signs and wonders. But the mighty signs and wonders were done by the power of the Spirit of God. Friend, you need to know this. You cannot do mighty signs and wonders without the Spirit of God. As a believer, you cannot go and do the works of Christ without the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is not should not be in a box. Should not only come out on a Sunday morning service. Should not just come out, you know, typically on a Wednesday night service. The Holy Ghost is the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is, the, is part of the tripart of the of the Godhead bodily. The Holy Ghost is the person of Jesus himself residing through the church. He is here. And he wants to prove out that Jesus is alive but he cannot do it without the church who is willing to be confident of this product to be confident of Jesus to be confident to know that when I go to a person who's sick when I lay hands on them the Holy Ghost will back me up he is my union rep he is there to represent Jesus. He's there to represent Jesus and Him crucified. I'm not alone in this. I'm not alone in doing the work of the ministry. I'm not alone in going to the hospital. I'm not alone going to the streets of Hemet. I'm not alone going to Walmart. I'm not alone. I have company living on the inside of me. His name is Jesus and His name is the Holy Ghost, who is the representative of Jesus. He's here to move and to live. And to have my being, and he's to work through me. And I'm putting my whole confidence in him because it's only him that's going to prove this thing out. Through mighty signs and wonders, by the power of the Spirit of God, I have fully preached this gospel. Why do you got to talk about the gospel? Can you talk about love? It's Valentine's Day, Brother Martin. Can we talk about love? I am, actually. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth on Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. What do you think I'm doing? I am teaching you, I'm preaching to you to give that love. To people, but you can't do it without the Spirit of God. You cannot do it without the anointing. The world needs an authentic church. The world needs that authentic church. Not just a church that just preaches the gospel, but the church that preaches the gospel with signs and wonders and mighty signs and mighty wonders following the preaching of the gospel. Not just Jesus heals and then sick people leave the building. But Jesus heals and he heals. Jesus saves and he saves. Jesus is the provider and he provides. Demonstration. Demonstration. Demonstration, Demonstration of the Spirit of God is like the wet with the water. When you get into the water, which is the gospel, you will get wet. You will demonstrate. You don't have to say, well, if I go in that pool, I, am I going to be wet? Duh. You will be. And as a Christian, oh, I am a Christian. I'm going to preach this gospel. Will the Holy Ghost demonstrate? You better believe it. But he can't demonstrate if you cap him. If you put him in a box. Because you're afraid that it's not going to work. You have to overcome that timidity. You have to overcome that fear of what if it doesn't work. And question the devil back with a a doubt of his. What if it does work? Pastor Jeremy had me do an altar call here. Again, I was a teenager. And this, this gentleman comes up in this building. Comes up right there where you are at, brother. Right there to get saved. And I'm led the sinner's prayer with him, and that man was there, and I noticed he had eyes all swelled up, like as if he just came out from a UFC fight. Like his eye was so big. And the Holy Ghost, the proved out one, said, lay hands on him, commanded to go. And I put my hand on his eye, and I said, in the name of Jesus, go. Leave his eye. And at that moment... At that moment, the moment, can I use your eye? The moment I moved my hand, his eye was perfectly normal. Right here. I'm not making this up. And I don't know, but his face was priceless to me. Eyes like saucers. Oh, my gosh, what happened? I said, the same Jesus you received just healed your eye. I'm telling you right now, we as a church have to step out of the boat of complacency when he says, come. And not be like the other 11 who were scared and spineless because they, they embrace the enticing words of man's wisdom. Like, oh, we can't do those certain things because, you know, the virus will get you. Well, hello, when a church realizes how powerful she is, that the anointing is resting upon the church, no virus can touch the church. No virus can touch me. Well, how confident are you? I'm very confident because by whose stripes I was healed. And the same power that rose Christ from the dead quickens this mortal body. And there's nothing that can reside in this body because Jesus lives in this body. Well, you're telling me that... Oh, I'll just leave that. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 16. You don't need to go there. I'm putting on the CEV translation says this. This is what Peter said. This is why I'm doing my best to make sure... That each of you remembers all of this after I am gone. Well, Peter has gone. Is he gone? Yeah. Brother Peter, are you here? No, he's not here. He's with the Lord. So he's not here. When we told you about the power yeah. and the return of our Lord Jesus Christ, we were not telling clever stories someone had made up. But with our own eyes we saw... We saw his true greatness. What Peter is saying is this, that before I leave, I want to make sure that everything I told you about the power of God and the return of Jesus Christ, that we, we, we did not meet up and make up stories, clever stories that we just made up. But we saw this with our own eyes. Well, Brother Martin, how do you know that Jesus still heals? Because I've seen it with my own eyes. Well, how do you know that? Because someone else taught me that they saw it with their own eyes. And then that other person was taught by someone else who saw the power of God with their own eyes. And it keeps going from generation, from generation, from generation all the way to Peter himself where he said, I saw it. I saw it with my own eyes. This true greatness. This greatness of this power. That's in the church. A power that can shift the course of nature. It's happened before. When Joshua was fighting against the enemies of Ai, he commanded the moon to stop, he commanded the sun to stop, and it stopped. Moving to this day, NASA cannot understand where a space of time has been gone. They don't know where it's at. I know where it's at, as in Joshua chapter 9. What we do here at church is not to tell clever stories. We're not here just to play church, play patty cake. Do a little dance, do a little run, and walk out and look like we're a bunch of defeated people. No, the dance, I said this before, the dance, the run, the shout, the jump is the byproduct of, who, of what you know. When you know that you're healed, you can't just sit there and say, well, I'm healed. No, my God, my God, I'm healed. It's an overflow of what you know. And I'm here to tell you that the word of God works. The Holy Ghost is real. And we are in the time, we are in the prime time of the church. Something that no disciple could ever step into. They, we are born, I know, I know you've heard this so many times, I've even said it myself. But I'm going to say it again just to get the religious people out of here. And that is, that you are born for such a time as this. You are. God could have put you in 1920. God could have put you in 1840. But God just thought, I'm going to put them on 2021. Because I know and I believe that they can do this. I really believe some of our generals probably could not do what we can do right now in 2021. Why? Because they weren't born for such a time as, as we are. The Hall of Famers have left. They're with the Lord. But we got a job to do. And God believes in you. God has entrusted to you the gospel, which angels wish they can do, they cannot do. In fact, Peter says they desire to look into it, but they don't. It's not for them. It's for you. Because Jesus didn't die for angels. Jesus died for you. So you're the only ones, honey. So get comfortable and open that mouth wide and preach the gospel. Well, what do they think? I'm weird. They already think you're weird anyway. So you might as well just join with the crowd because time is running out. Lives are at stake. Every day, every second, right now, people are dying. just like that, around the world. That's why it breeds, it, it brings peace to me when I know someone that was dear to me, that I know they were saved when they left this earth, I'm like, God, dog, they left, but man, they're with Jesus. Dancing at the streets of gold, watching those pearly gates, swimming on, backstroking on that crystal seawater, man, I'm, man. I, I ain't leaving yet, but I'll see you there. Yeah. I'll see you there. But I have a job to do. You have a job to do. We have a job to do. Yes. And time is running out. The Holy Ghost will move. The Holy Ghost is going, and I'm, I'm, I'm prophesying this to you right now, that the Holy Ghost is going to move out of the four walls of the church Well, what do you think? The Holy Ghost is just going to move in a church building? Oh, no. Are you kidding me? It'll be a cold day in hell where the devil sees Frosty the Snowman if that happens. Because I'm here to tell you right now, the Holy Ghost is going to move at stores. The Holy Ghost is going to move in the parking lots. The Holy Ghost is going to move in our school systems. The Holy Ghost is going to move in our educational systems. The Holy Ghost is going to move in our government systems. The Holy Ghost is going to move in those places where religious churches don't want him. It's okay. He'll just pass them by and he'll go to another place. It's like a Holy Ghost tornado, a Holy Ghost hurricane. When a hurricane comes, what do, what, what do what does people in Florida do? They get the boards. They board up their windows. Well, when the Holy Ghost comes to some of these religious churches, you know what they're going to do? They're going to call the board. They're going to call the board. We need a board meeting. We need to board up the Holy Ghost. Can we vote? Let's vote. Who wants him? No, I don't want him. Why? Because he's gonna blow my toupee. Yeah, that's right. You you look better with that toupee. And the Holy Ghost is a gentleman. He's not gonna force his way into the Baptist. I mean the, the religious people. That slipped. But he's going to move to those who are willing, to those who are hungry, to those who are hungry now. Blessed are those who thirst and hunger now after righteousness, for they shall be filled. And there's nothing this world can do about it. There's nothing this world can do about it when the Holy Ghost flows. There's nothing that somebody can come up to and say, you cannot do this here. Who do you think you are? Well, I'm from the state. Well, I'm from the church. And I have a commission. I have a mandate from the Lord Jesus Christ to preach this gospel. Where? Mark 16. Go ye into all the world and preach this gospel. You can't tell me I can't when God said I can and I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. See, so you gotta be bold about this. When Peter and John laid hands on the man at the gate called Beautiful, the Bible says that the Pharisees told them, Don't, no more, no mas, no more. Stop preaching Jesus. None of him. We don't wanna hear that. You know why? Because they were losing votes, they were losing people, they were losing their, they were losing their clientele. And Peter said, if it's better for us to obey you or God, we'd rather obey God. We'd rather just obey the man upstairs because he's the one that gave us Jesus. So we're just going to do what we do. And they went back to their own company and they prayed a prayer. you know what they prayed? Lord, grant unto your servants that with all boldness, with all boldness, we may preach your words. And check this out. And that signs may follow through thy holy child Jesus. See, a lot of churches have stopped with just grant unto us boldness, period. But it doesn't stop there. What's the boldness for? The boldness is for you to step out and to speak and to preach, but also to demonstrate, to demonstrate, to demonstrate that he is alive. Oh, Jesus is alive. He is? Yeah. And there's a person there that's sick. Okay, well, we're done. Oh, oh, oh you, want, you want prayer? Oh, 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 not right now. Okay, Brother Marquis, come up to the piano. Jesus is alive. Death has lost its victory. No. We preach that he's alive. But we demonstrate. And it's not by you. It's by the Spirit of God. It's by the Holy Ghost. He is the promoter. The Holy Ghost is the fighter. And you, <laughs> you, my friend, are the one in the center of the ring, watching it work through you and for you in all areas. And when people say "Thank you for healing me," say, "Oh no, no, no. Thank him. Thank him, Because I am not who I am without the grace of God. I am what I am, like what my brother's saying today. Because he speaks over me that I can do this. God is your greatest cheerleader. God is the one commenting in all your Facebook posts, so to speak, of your life, saying, "You can do it. Go for it." Because yeah. what holds us is the timidity. Yeah. Let's be real; yeah. it's fear. fear. The fear of what you, what, what, what you, do, what, what. Basically, what am I going to say to them? Come on now. What if it doesn't work? And then we play the game. Brother Scotty, how about you pray for him? And I'll just, you know, I, I got your back. No, how about you step out? You be the leader. Christ is in you. The anointing is in you. Jesus, the head of the church, is in you. All devils of hell are afraid of this person that's living in you. The devil's more afraid of you than you'll ever be afraid of him because of the one that's living on the inside of you. So let's check out what this greatness looked like. Because Peter said we, we saw with our own eyes this greatness. I want you to go with me to John chapter 2, verse 11. John chapter 2, verse 11 says this. This beginning of miracles did Jesus in Cana of Galilee... And manifested forth his glory and his disciples believed on him if you recall Jesus went to a wedding he loves weddings I love weddings we all love weddings because Jesus loves weddings and his mother found out guess what we don't have no more wine we don't have any wine we ran out and Jesus is like well woman what what's your concern have to do with me well let me ask you this question when was the last time you called your mother woman Jesus did And when when Jesus told Mary about it, Mary's like, whatever he tells you to do, do it. In other words, she was a mom. I don't care about you, boy. You're going to do a miracle right here. We need wine. You provide wine. I've seen what you've done. You've been in my house for 33 years or for 30 years. It's time for you to get going. It's time. You know how a mom is. It's time. Come on, come on, come on, come on. I know you're the son of God. I know you could do this work. Come on. It's just a wine. You're not raising the dead here. And all the moms said, amen. (laughs) All right, mom, I'll do it. Water turned into wine. And the Bible says, this beginning of miracles did Jesus in Cana of Galilee and manifested forth his glory. See, what you are doing right now as a church, in the outreaches, laying hands on the sick, praying for people, you know what you're doing? You're manifesting forth his glory. And what does the glory do? We read it during offering. My God shall supply all of our needs, our needs, our needs, our needs, our needs, according to his riches in where? Glory. Glory. So the needs of this world are met by the glory that you manifest from within. Man, that was good. That was Holy Ghost. Man, I got to buy this tape. I forgot what I said. Did anybody write that? (laughs) What you do out in these outreaches, you are meeting the needs of people by the manifested glory that is from within you. Because you have been glorified yes. from inside. And one day we will be glorified with this mortal body. One day. But as long as we're here on this earth, we, have, we are carriers of God's glory. We are carriers of his anointing. And the Bible says when this happened, the disciples believed. So when you demonstrate or you manifest forth his glory, people will believe you. People will believe what you're talking about. People will believe that Jesus is alive. They will believe it. Because we are people of faith. We don't need to see it to believe it. But the world does. They need to see things to believe that Jesus is alive. They need to see dead people raised from, the, from, from their deathbeds. They need to see people like you who once were in debt, now their debts are canceled. They want to see a marriage that is strong and they have never had a divorce. They want to see these things because this lost and dying world, they don't know anything but what's being taught through the news or through culture or through society they've been lured by enticing words of man's wisdom but you have the very answer you have the gospel and the gospel will demonstrate as well with miracles signs and wonders and that cannot happen until the church resets herself back to the position as to what she was called to do and that's the very thing that that's the very answer that this world needs And God's, God, I know know there's no time in heaven, but the sands of time are ticking. The sands are time. The last grain of sand is falling. And God is waiting on you. He's waiting on you to go to your workplace and preach this gospel. God is waiting on you. To go to your stores as you're going grocery shopping and let the Holy Ghost lead you to the aisles and to minister to people. God is waiting on you. All my kids out there, God is waiting on you to reach another kid just as your age and reach those reach reach out the unreachable ones, the ones that I can't even reach. God is waiting on you to do this work. There's no age requirement. It's just who's living in you. At the age of 12, Jesus was already confounding people of of scholars and wise men. and He was already doing the Father's business. So if a 12-year-old, which at that time is like a 7th grader, can do that, then what have we been doing? Could it just simply be because we don't know how confident we are with the anointing that God has given to us. Could it just be that after this meeting you're like, you know what, I've, I, you're right, Martin. You are absolutely right. I am called to go out and to preach this gospel. Well, I don't know how to do it. Next Monday we have a meeting here called the evangelism workshop. We will teach you how to do this and do it right. where well, you don't have to read it from a script. It flows from your heart. Because you got to be relatable with people. Because that's how Jesus was, he was relatable with people. We once as a church as a whole, not faithful but as a church, we once were this rising army who stood up as a mighty army but society has conditioned the church to think a certain way, talk a certain way, walk a certain way, We're now this mighty army has been decomposing year after year, being entertained with the things of this world, with entertainment and with sports and with everything else. Nothing wrong with that because, trust me, I love sports too. But this is the thing. We have embedded ourselves so much and we've been so conditioned that we've lost sight of why we're here. And now that when push comes to shove... We don't know what to do with ourselves. So we try to come to church hoping that we may get an answer. Well, your answer's here. And it's this Christ in you, the hope of glory. Yeah. Christ living and residing in you to go out and to do the work, the greater works that Jesus said over there in John chapter 14. And God is counting on you to do it. God is counting on me to do it. That's why I can't shut up about this event because there's a mandate for this church to rise up and to reach this generation. Sure, we probably receive multiple no's around this city. Around, We've tried everything but we're still doing it because we have a mandate from heaven to preach this gospel and there's no one that's going to tell us that we cannot do what we are supposed to do. And just for a little sneak peek, this is just the beginning. So for those of you that probably assume, well, this is just a one-time event and that will be it. And then we'll just continue with our life. you You better... You better hold on to that toupee of yours because the Holy Ghost is going to blow and he's going to flow in schools and in other places of valleys. I'm telling you right now, we are not done. We will preach this gospel. This gospel will be preached to the four corners of this earth and God is counting on you to do it. But your dry bones are now being revived by the spirit of God. You remember over there in Ezekiel chapter, I think, 37 or 36, when he was caught up to heaven, and then he was caught up by the Spirit of God. And the and God told Ezekiel, What do you see, son of man? He said, Well, I see a field of dry bones. And what did he tell him to do? Prophesy to these bones. Tell them they will live. And then he prophesied to those bones. And as he prophesied to those bones, Bones connected to bones, sinews connected with sinews, skin upon skin, flesh upon flesh, and there was a mighty army that rose. And God said, What do you now see, Son of Man? And Ezekiel said, Well, I see an army, but there's no life. And he said, Prophesy to the four winds of the earth. What is that? The Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. And the four winds of the earth will breathe into the armies. And as, they will, and as the four winds were breathing into the armies or into the bodies, the bodies rose up and there was a mighty army. Yes. And God said to Israel that once you were dry, but now you have been revived and you are now to go back into Israel. Israel is the place of promise. The army is the church. We have endured for a year, but we're just getting started. We've gone through some fire, but we have the fourth man on the watch within the fire. When Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were told by King Nebuchadnezzar not to preach or or to bow to this idol, and they refused. They went into the fire. But there was a fourth man in that fire. And the king said, I see Shadrach, I see Meshach, I see Abednego, but this other man looks like the face of the Son of God. And I'm here to tell you that you are not alone in this project called the preaching of the gospel. You have the fourth man on the watch who's on your side. He will fight for you. He will be with you whether you be here, whether you be in prison, whether you be arrested. Jesus is with you. He is for you. He will never be against you when you preach this gospel. It will change lives.. So what are you waiting for? He's given you everything. He's given you His name. He's given you His word. He's given you His authority. He's given you angels. He's given you the Holy Ghost. He's given you the blood of the Lamb. What are you waiting for? You are equipped, empowered. Like how T.L. Osborne would say it, you are anointed. You are appointed for action. Woo! That feels amazing to say that you are anointed. You are appointed. For action. All of us. If Jesus is in your heart, you are just as qualified as Jesus himself. You are just as qualified as the apostles of old. You are just as qualified as any general of faith that you can speak of. You are just as qualified. It's the same Holy Ghost. And he wants to move through people who are saying, I am, yes, I'll do it, yes, pick me, 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 pick me, 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 I'll do it. At a game of dodgeball, everyone's picking their favorite players first, and then you got the ones that are terrible. And you got that little one, little Johnny. Me. Pick me. Well, where are those believers right now where Jesus, the captain of our salvation, saying, Who can I choose? I'm not trying to be selective. I just need someone to just say, me, 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 I'll do it. Me, yeah, 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 me, 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 I'll do it. Because at the end of the day, we've already won. We've already won. Hallelujah. Can these dry bones live? You better believe they can. Can they revive? You better believe they can. In fact, there's a quickening going on in, even in this state of California. There's a quickening going on even in Riverside County. There's a quickening going on in Hemet. Yeah, there is. There is. There is. There's a quickening. Had a meeting with the mayor of this city. There's a quickening going on in this city. And I'm telling you right now, God is just starting. And God needs you to do it. Will you do it? Because all he needs is someone to willingly say, yes. 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 Just stretch your hands right now. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you. Glory be to God. We just thank you, Father. For what you have done and what you are continuing to do through your body. We just thank you, Father. That you have entrusted to us the gospel the gospel of Jesus to this world. Father, you love people. From the oldest person to the youngest child, you love people. And you have entrusted to us the gospel. You've given us a tongue to proclaim. You've given us feet to walk and to preach this gospel. Oh, just like Paul said in his epistle that How beautiful are the feet who bring forth glad tidings. And I see a remnant of people in this church whose feet are beautiful to go out and to preach this gospel. And I speak life to the dry bones of insecurity and timidity and fear. The perfect love of God casts that fear away. Not our will, but your will be done. That the hearts of your people will say, I'll go wherever, wherever you want me to go. I'll do whatever you want me to do. I'll say whatever you, ever, whatever you want me to say. I'll be whatever you want me to be. Not my will, but your will be done. Oh, Father, that there will be a heart of consecration to you. A heart of consecration to come back. To say, I'm here to do the Father's business. I'm depleting myself from all distractions. And I'm here to bring the main thing. And keep it the main thing. Thank you, Jesus. For entrusting us with your gospel. Thank you, Holy Ghost. For residing and being upon us. To equip us. To step out. And to do what you have called us to do. We need you, Holy Ghost. We cannot do this without you. Hallelujah. We cannot do this without you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 With every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're here today... And you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I'm here to tell you, friend, you are here at the right place at the right time. Today is the day of salvation. Let me ask you this question, friend. What if today was your last day here on this earth? What if today you laid your head on your pillow, you breathe in, you breathe out your last breath. Where will you spend eternity? Where would you go after this earth? Because there is a place after this earth. It's heaven or it's hell. Heaven is for those who receive Jesus, who freely died for the whole human race, but the human race must make the choice, like the choice that you have to make, that is Jesus being the Lord of your life. Or you can reject Him. Reject this opportunity. And the answer is hell. We serve a good, loving Father who doesn't send people to hell, but we serve a good, loving Father who made it a way out of hell for us because the Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. There's no other way, there's no other truth, there's no other life but Jesus and Him crucified. He came to this earth to die for your sin, to die for your shame to die for your iniquity. The very thing that will rob you from this everlasting life Jesus took and was made 2,000 years ago. That whosoever shall call upon Jesus as the Lord and Savior of their life, they shall be saved. Not by mere performance. Not by mere, you know, perfection. But simply by childlike faith. By saying, Jesus, yes, I need you. I've tried to run away from you so many times, but I need you right now. If that's you and you've never made that decision, never. God loves you because you're here. Lift your hand and say, that's me, Brother Martin. I want Jesus to be the Lord of my life. Hallelujah. Say this prayer with me. Say, Jesus, I believe that I am the Son of God and I believe That you came to earth to die for me, to die for my sin, to die for my shame, and you took my unrighteousness, and you gave me your righteousness. Thank you for forgiving me of all my sin. I am a new creation in Christ. I am in you, and you are in me, in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Lastly, if you're here, you've never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. I'm telling you, if you do not speak in other tongues, you do not pray in other tongues, you need this. It's not a suggestion, it's an order from the head of the church, the Lord Jesus Christ, He told the disciples to tarry in Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. And that same power is available for you. Listen, you cannot be a witness for Jesus without the filling of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. I'll say that again. Because we've come from various different backgrounds, but I will tell it very boldly to you. You cannot be the effective evangelist going out and evangelizing Jesus to this world without the upon baptism of the Holy Ghost. Jesus said in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, and you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost shall come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me. You cannot be a witness without the Spirit of God. And you need it. You know why? Because I needed it. And sometimes I, can, I feel like I'm Paul, I, I'm the most unqualified person to do this. But God. God anoints his people, and he wants to anoint you. If that's you, right now, I want you to come up to the front if you've never received the upon baptism, the evidence is speaking in other tongues. Anybody here, I don't want you to miss this opportunity. Hallelujah. And lastly, I'm done. This Cupid is leaving out, flying out of this church. But if you're dealing with something in your physical body, You're dealing with your something with your physical body. You got a death sentence, a a bad report, whatever it is, symptoms. Listen, Jesus the healer is here. And Jesus will do a work that no man cannot do. Jesus will do a work that no doctor can do. Jesus will do a work that no psychologist, no psychiatrist, no therapist, no rehab center can do. Jesus is here and he's here to heal. If that's you, you need a miracle. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. If you need a miracle, you've tried everything except Him. I'm telling you right now, if you come with just that saying, I need a miracle in my physical body, God will meet it right now. He's here and He'll meet it right now. Anybody here? Anybody need prayer? Come up here. Anyone else? Anyone else? Anyone else? Come up here. In fact, there's someone here that you have a speech impediment. You just keep stuttering so much. Come up here too. In fact, there's also someone here that you've been having issues in your ear. There's it feels like there's like a like like like, like, like kind of like a ball or something in your ear every time when you clean your ear. You you, you 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 feel that, come up here as well. Somebody here has a problem with their teeth. You've been having a toothache. Come up here right now. The healer is here. The healer is here. Not Martin Hernandez, the healer. Jesus is here. Hallelujah. We'll start over here, Brother Steve. Hallelujah. What's wrong? The earthen name. So you're, you're the tooth. I'm okay. the tooth. Okay. doctor tried it and it still hurts. Well, dentist Jesus is here. You ready? Lift up your hands. Father, thank you. Ha. Yeah, 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 yeah. A spiritual root canal in that tooth in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. What's, what? Huh? Oh, the two, another tooth. Oh, oh, yeah. You ready? Yeah, Whew. yeah. Take, 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 in the name. What's up, man? Oh, what well, was just okay. You have Jesus in your heart. Uh, you're in a good place then. You have authority over that. You have power over that. And I was in your shoes too, so I can relate know what you're talking about and Jesus is the healer and all in fact all of the hurt that you went through so far he wants to heal that from you right now people that wronged you people that have done you wrong when you feel like no one likes you no one loves you I'm here to tell you there's someone that does and it's Jesus you're here because he knew you were gonna be here and there's gonna be sweet peace Peace that's gonna come on you. That's his love. That's his anointing. That that's him just giving you the biggest hug that you've ever that you've never never felt before. Are you ready for that? You ready to receive from that? Lift up your hands, brother. What's your name? Isaac. Isaac, lift your hands, brother. Isaiah, my bad. Say this. Say Jesus. Make yourself real to me. Make yourself real to me. Right now. I've heard a lot about you. But I've never, I've never experienced you. I want to experience you now. Experience you now. Not from religion. Not religion. But, you alone. but you alone. Show me now. Show me now. In, Jesus in Jesus' name. Receive. <laughs> Peace, a peace, a peace that passes all understanding. I take authority over this. Get off of God's property. Get off of God's property. You devil of death, get off of God's property. In the name of Jesus, get off of his. Yes, 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 right now. Right now. Free. In Jesus name. What about you? Were you just supporting? Okay. Okay. Sister Mary? Your ear? Okay. 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 Is it that what I was what the word came in? Oh, you're the stutter. <laughs> so, do you trust the Spirit of God? What, what He wants you? Okay, I want you to do me something. I want you to get your fingers, touch your tongue. Yeah, take that. In the name. In the name. In the name. In the name. What's wrong? Uh, a lot of chest pressure and asthmatic difficulty breathing, but I also pulled the ligaments in my arm. Okay. Father. Total. Total. Total, total recovery. In the name of Jesus. In the name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. What was it? Okay. having constipation Okay. totally made Okay. Oh. Okay. Hallelujah. In, in the name of Jesus. Okay. Legs? What's wrong with them? There's nothing wrong, but what, what is it? There's nothing I Okay. 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 Lift lift your hands. Father, thank you. Uh, Stay right here, What? Okay. Fire. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Straight up. Where? Right there? Okay. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Huh? Uh Huh? Yeah. So just total. Okay. Father, in the name. In the name. In the name. Pick her up. She's not done. Pick her up. Pick her up. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, the healer, the reviver, quicken this mortal body, now, 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 in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. snake standing I'm you don't walk. need a fall okay. just receive who said who said you need a fall no, no 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 get that junk out of your head okay. no you just take it you, who say you need a fall? Come as you are. Jesus wants to heal you. Let him heal you. Put your hands. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for our work. Just take that. Just take that. Now do something you cannot, you could not do. Working out. The Holy Ghost is flowing. This is not a liar. He will and he is doing a work in you, my sister. Stay right here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Put your hand on my hand. Father, thank you, Lord. You're the healer. You're the great physician. Power of God, the anointing of God. Thank you Lord. In the name, in the name of Jesus. Be normal. Be whole. In Jesus name. In Jesus name. Hallelujah. You yes. in the name of Jesus. be uprooted right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus name, you leave now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Bless you, brother. What's up? What's, what's wrong? Thank you for this precious child. Make yourself real to her in her body, in her spirit, especially, Lord. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Which ear? In the name. In the name. Be open. Be open. Be open. name you couldn't hear was that it is it hurting now it's not hurting anymore jesus did that isn't he cool he's cool he's cool hallelujah brother sam how's the knees well that's not the way to do it God has been working in your body. And so a good thing of saying is not you no longer saying, well, Little bit? Give me your hand. So what was the problem? Just walking or pain my knees. I this Right. This needs So sitting, is that what, what what bothers you the most? Sitting or squatting? Standing, getting up and down. Okay. Well, up and down. Let's let's go over here. Is this alright? Okay, we're almost done. Give me your hand. Sit. Stand. Sit. Stand. Sit. Thank you, Jesus. Stand. You're the healer. Sit. Stand. Sit. Stand. Come on, sister. Sit. The pressure's not on you, the pressure's on him. Stand. You're the healer, Jesus. Sit. You're the healer, Jesus. Stand. Come on. sit. You're the healer, Jesus. Stand. Not Martin. Jesus. Sit. Hallelujah. Stand. There you go. Now you got to step. Come on. Sit. Stand. Stronger and stronger. Sit. Hallelujah. One more. Stand. Now I want you to say this with me, my sister. I want you to say that the power of God, the power of God is working in my body. It's working in, it working in my body. That power that's doing this right now, it's working in your body. You keep that, you stirred that. And I promise you, day after day after day after day, your strength is going to be strengthened. Or your strength is going to be renewed. Strength's strength is going to be stronger and, stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. He's a God that does not lie. Amen. We love you. We love you. Hallelujah. Well. do you want, you need healing in your body? "Body. It doesn't look fine. You have a cane. Do you want, do you want to walk well? You want to walk well? Because I don't like canes. But do you want to walk well? Okay. See. Okay. Give me your hands. Father, we just thank you total wholeness and healing in this physical body the same spirit that rose Christ from the dead quickens his mortal body from the top of her head to the soles of her feet that her ankle bones be normal her joints be normal her muscles be normal in the name in the name in the name of Jesus and Jesus alone I command sickness to cease from this body the spirit of oppression be loose and leave this woman's body in Jesus name Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you feel like walking? Do you want to walk? Here, give me that. Come on. Come on. Come here. Come here. Give me your hand. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. 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 Come on, we're not done, we're not done, we're not done. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. You couldn't do this before, huh? Yeah, yeah, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, Yeah? Yeah, You could never do that before. Do it again. Get the devil mad. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Come on, come on. She said, she said that she could never do this before. Do it again. Father, I thank you for total restoration in this woman. I thank you that this is just the beginning for her. In Jesus' name, amen. What's your name? Michelle. Michelle. Well, I'm so glad. If I didn't come to Hemet, I'm so glad I came just to see Michelle. We love you. Keep coming. Keep coming. Okay? Okay. So go on in walk your way over there. Hallelujah. He's, she was so shocked. She she came up, she came up and she's like, I, I, I I've never done this before. <laughs> Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for this service. We thank you that Jesus is exalted. Jesus be lifted up. We thank you for miracles, signs, and wonders. We thank you that you are still the same yesterday, today, and forever.